This Shabbos, Chav Bez Adar Sheni, is the yard site of the Aruch HaShulchan, Revi Michal Epstein. As a matter of fact, according to most historians, this is actually the hundredth yard site of the Aruch HaShulchan, who passed away, according to most historians, in 1908. Revi Michal Epstein from the family of Levim, was born into a family who were basically business people. To the best of my knowledge, he did not learn in any traditional yeshiva, grew up as was common in those times that he learned in the local base medrash. And it does not seem apparent who his main rabbanim were. But what we know about him is mostly from the Sfarim that he wrote. He became a Rav in a community at a fairly young age, but then moved to Nevardik, where he became famous as the Posek of Nevardik, the Rav of Nevardik, and he was instrumental in building up the Nevardik community, which as is well known, was the great Musa community. The Sefer, Aruch HaShulchan, was written in the time that he was in the Vardik. He married a daughter, a sister of the, of the Nitziv, and was then, of course, related to what we call the Beis Harav. He began to write the Aruch HaShulchan and printed it piecemeal. The Sefer Aruch HaShulchan is today considered a classic in the world of Halacha Svarim and very often is compared on Arachayim to the Mishnah Bura. But there is a big difference in their whole approach, whereas the Mishnah Bura took the Shulchan Aruch as the text which he printed on the page and wrote his comments specifically about the Halachas of the, of the Shulchan Aruch, the Aruch HaShulchan decided to learn the halacha from the sources itself. In the introduction to the Aruch HaShulchan, he quotes the Maharsha and other people who were opposed to paskling halacha, to deciding halacha, just from handbooks. And he said the way to really learn is to go from the original sources, show how the sugya develops, until we come to the Rishonim, the Achronim, and to the Poskim. And the Aruch HaShulchan does, did this consistently, in every topic of halacha. What's remarkable about the Aruch HaShulchan is that how much he accomplished. He encompassed the entire Shulchan Aruch, all four halakim. Although today we don't have every siman printed, it seems that it was printed piecemeal, it was written and printed that way, but there are parts that we still don't have. His daughter was the one who printed some of the Chalakim, and in a letter that she wrote, she explained that she did not have enough money to pay for all the volumes that she still had, and she even asked for a sponsor who could help print the rest of the Svarim. Recently, 
some additional svarim of the Aruch HaShulchan have really, have really been printed. The, for example, the Chelek on Shavuos Nedarim was not in the original Aruch HaShulchan, and today a separate volume came out, the ninth volume of the Aruch HaShulchan came out on those topics. Assuming, assumedly, the sections that are still missing the Aruch HaShulchan still exist, and maybe someday will be printed. The fact that the Aruch HaShulchan did this entire massive work on the entire Shulchan Aruch, going from the original sources through the Rishonim Achronim till the Poskim, is a remarkable achievement in the scope of the work. The comparison that I said to the Mishnah Bura, of course, was in the world of Arachayim. But the, whereas the Mishnah Bura only printed Arachayim, the Aruch HaShulchan has the entire gamut of halacha from beginning to the end. On Arachayim itself, lately an edition has been printed of the Aruch HaShulchan, which has comments or the psakim of the Mishnah Bura included in it. There is a Svarim blog, which is available on the internet for people who are interested, who will see a number of comments on the Aruch HaShulchan, and some people have expressed criticism of putting the Mishnah Bura together with the Aruch HaShulchan, as if one needs the other for corroboration. There are two independent Svarim. It's true that in the yeshiva world, somehow the Mishnah Bura and Aruch Haim was the most accepted Sefer. Nevertheless, in certain traditions, in Brisk, for example, the merit of the Aruch HaShulchan, or the importance of him, of his Sefer Psak, was considered greater than the Mishnah Bura. Rabbi Henkin, who has written a few volumes of Chuvas, Sheilot Shivot B'nei Banim, quoted his eminent grandfather, Zichrono Levracha, Harav Henkin of New York, as explaining that the Aruch HaShulchan is a more authoritative safer than the Mishnah Bura. Some of the reasons are that the Aruch HaShulchan really did deal with the sources from beginning to the end, and he shows the entire development, and therefore it's easier to understand the entire concept. Besides that, the Aruch HaShulchan was actually a Rav in a town, and therefore he had a lot of experience in Psak, whereas the Mishnah Bura where the Chafetz Chaim was, of course, the great tzaddik of his generation, and uh, it's it's obvious that he was a major Tamid Chacham, but he did not serve as the rabbi of a community, and therefore his um, expertise in Psak was related to Svarim rather than not, o- not only Svarim, but even in personal relations and discussing Psak with people. And as we said, the Aruch HaShulchan was the Rav of Navardik, and as the Rav Navardik had experience in asking questions what people asked, not only was he a, a writer, but he was also a Rav of the town. When I say that the gamut of the Shulchan Aruch, of the Aruch HaShulchan, is so wide, it seems obvious to us that someone who could write the entire Shulchan Aruch all the areas and cover them again with this massive book going from the earliest sources to the end is a remarkable achievement. But besides that, the Aruch HaShulchan also dealt with the areas of Halacha that are not quoted in the Shulchan Aruch, that are not discussed in the Shulchan Aruch. And he said we have to have a Shulchan Aruch not just on what is actually relevant Lamaseh, but we have to have 
what he called the Aruch HaShulchan HaAtid, the Aruch HaShulchan of the future, the Aruch HaShulchan which relates to halachas that don't apply at the present time, or at his time they did not apply so much, but eventually we hope that these halachas will be used on a daily basis. For example, he published a few volumes, Aruch HaShulchan HaAtid on Taros, Aruch HaShulchan on Kachim, the areas which unfortunately are not really in practice today, but they are Torah, and we hope that they will be practiced. His Sefer on Zraim today is used again, as Shemitah became an, an Indian of Chumas and Masters became important again in Eretz Israel. So the Aruch HaShulchan's use, the use of the Aruch HaShulchan has increased. The Aruch HaShulchan on Zraim. The set of Aruch HaShulchan He'atid was not published until Mossad Rav Kook printed it, and for many years it was very hard to get a copy. And then, Aruch, then Mossad Rav Kook reprinted it in a very nice edition. So today it's rather easy to buy an entire set of Aruch HaShulchan, to buy a set of Aruch HaShulchan He'atid. And, as I said, the extra volume of Hilchus Shavuos and Darim is also available. Besides all that work, the Aruch HaShulchan has a very famous Perush on Haggadah, which is a small sefer which contains certain gems that are is, has been printed and reprinted many times. The sefer that he wrote, apparently the first sefer he ever wrote, was a Perush that he wrote on Sefer HaYashav Rabbeinu Tam. In the introduction to the first volume of, Chosh, of Aruch HaShulchan, as I said, the first volume of, Chosh, of Aruch HaShulchan was actually the volume of Chosh Mishpat, and he gives there an explanation why he chose that as the first volume. The Aruch HaShulchan there said his name, the author of the Sefer Hayash, the Perush on the Sefer Hayashar of Rabbeinu Tam. So we see that that was an early Sefer that he wrote, and that Sefer also had not been too available until recently. Recently, a new Sefer has been printed that calls, that is called Kol Kitvei Aruch HaShulchan. The Kol Kitvei Aruch HaShulchan includes in it the Sefer on Rabbeinu Tam, on the Sefer Yashin Rabbeinu Tam. It also includes drashos made by the Aruch HaShulchan. And it also has Sheilot Shuvot that, that were written to him that he answered. This Sefer, Kol Kitvei Aruch HaShulchan, is a fairly recent Sefer, and those people who are curious can find out about it on that same Svarim blog that I mentioned before, which has a lot of the information that I have brought to your attention. In his memory, I would like to quote one idea of the Aruch HaShulchan, and it's really difficult to choose from any Sefer when we're talking about Torah from the beginning to the end. But I'll discuss for a, a brief moment a Chiddush that he said that's printed in Hilchus Tefillin. The discussion of how many brachos to make when Tefillin shall Yad and Tefillin shall Rosh is well known from the days of the Rishonim. Some Rishonim say you make only one bracha on the Tefillin Shal Yad, and some Rishonim say you make two brachas, one on Tefillin Shal Yad and one on Tefillin Shal Rosh. I think the common practice is, of Ashkenazi Jewry, that we make a bracha Tefillin Shal Yad, Asher Laniach Tefillin, and then on the Tefillin Shal Rosh we make another bracha Amitzvah Tefillin. 
And the custom is to say, Baruch Shem Kvad Malchusol Olam Vlad immediately afterwards, as if it may be a suffix, if you can make that bracha. And therefore, it might be a bracha vatala, and therefore we say, Baruch Shem Kvad Malchusol Olam Vlad. The psak or machloket, if you make one bracha or two brachas, is a topic of concern, what is the source of the machlokas? The general interpretation that people had thought was that if there's one mitzvah called tefillin, then you would make one bracha. But if there's two mitzvahs, uh, there's a separate mitzvah of tefillin shayad and tefillin shal and another mitzvah tefillin shal rosh, then you'd make two brachas. This perush seems untenable because, for example, the Rambam thinks you only make one bracha, and the Ram thinks there are two mitzvahs. There's a separate mitzvah, Tfil Shayad, Tfil Shalrash. Tosas, on the other hand, thinks you make two brachas, but he thinks it's all, it happens to be one mitzvah. So, it doesn't seem to work out. So, why should you make two brachas? Besides that, many people have asked the question, it seems very strange that because of the machlokas, whether you make two brachas or one bracha, we have decided to make two brachas, but since we're not sure, so we say, Baruch Shem Kvad Malchus It seems that in no other case would we say there's a, a question about making a bracha. We'll make the bracha and we'll say, Baruch Shem Kvad Malchus just to cover out all the bases. That would seem very strange. We have a principle, Savik Brachas Lahakel, and therefore, if you have a Savik, you do not make the bracha. Where did you come across a case where you would make the bracha and then say, Baruch Shem just in case it was a bracha l'batala. So the Aruch HaShulchan suggests um, that basically the bracha on mitzvah's tefillin is not a regular bracha on the mitzvah. It's a bracha on the concept of a tefillin shal rosh. The tefillin shal rosh is not just a, a regular mitzvah, but it has in it something special. The Gemara says on the Pasuk, that we see the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu on you. That's Tzvilin Shabarosh. When a person puts in the Tzvilin Shabarosh, it's almost as if he brings Kvot Shamayim, Malchus Shamayim is on his head. He reflects Malchus Shamayim. So just to make it very brief, what the Aruch HaShulchan seems to be saying is that the bracha al-mitzvah's tefillin is not a bracha on the mitzvah. It's on the very fact that a, that it's a it's like a birchas ha-shevach. It's not like a birchas ha-mitzvah. It's a birchas ha-shevach that I become a person who shame Hashem nikra alav. It, ch- it changes, as it were, almost the personality of the person. And the epitome of describing such as a case would, would be to say, Baruch Shem Kvar When there's a Gilui, when there's an appearance of Kvot Shemayim in this world, so the correct response would be to say, Baruch Shem Kvar So I don't say Baruch Shem because it's a, it might be a Baruch Matala. I say it's a Baruch Shem because this is what Tfilin Shal Rosh symbolizes. Rav Salavechik has a, a, a similar idea that I heard from him. But you can see this clearly in the Aruch HaShulchan in his parish. Of course, I just chose one Chiddush of the Aruch HaShulchan from the entire Sefer. Again, it's just remarkable to see how prolific the Aruch HaShulchan was encompassing the entire Torah from beginning to end, both in the Aruch HaShulchan and the Aruch HaShulchan HaAtid. 
these Svarim have lasted for for the hundred years since his Yartzeit, and they will continue to be part of the Yeshiva Beis Medrash, part of the Tamil Chachem's library for many, many years to come.